Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the On the Forecheck podcast. My name is Eamon Smith. I'm a staff writer for On the Forecheck. And joining me today is our very own Eric D. Uh, from On the Forecheck covering On the Future, which is On the Forecheck's po- uh, prospects uh, articles. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm good. Uh, we've got a great guest tonight, and I'm uh, looking forward to our conversation. That guest in question would be the one, the only Spencer Stasny from the University of Notre Dame, National Predators prospect, fifth round pick from the 2018 draft. Spencer, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, doing pretty good. Just got done with an exam. Feeling pretty sure. good about how that went. So uh, glad to be sitting down and interviewing you. It's exciting to do. Uh, we'll, we'll jump right in here with the questions because obviously people are here to listen to you rather than us yammering on. Uh I like to talk about the personal side of being a prospect because obviously you're around my age, um, which is kind of an interesting thing for me. Uh, it's it's an odd time to be a student. It's an odd time to be a student athlete, especially. Um, I can't even imagine from your perspective what it was like when school shut down and everything got paused. I, I know it was very weird for me. Um, how, how exactly did you uh, spend that last semester um, when classes got pushed into the summer and everything what were you doing from like a training perspective uh how were you balancing stuff with class and everything just just kind of walk me through how that summer went for you yeah it was it was a very unique experience um I remember actually last last year when this whole quarantine COVID first started um Notre Dame we got knocked out of the playoffs early so our season was already over Um, And we went home for spring break and just never came back to school. So there was a two-week break from classes. Then everything resumed online, which was pretty hectic as none of us have ever taken online classes, let alone in college. Um, So there was a bit of a learning curve there. But I think Notre Dame did a great job in transitioning everyone from in-person to online. Um, And then as for my, my training in hockey, initially I'm from... Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and there really wasn't much open for quite a few months. So I didn't spend too much time skating, but I just tried to work out however I could at home. We had our Notre Dame athletic trainer send us workouts we can do from home. I had some weights there, some bands. So I did a lot of body weight stuff. But as the summer progressed, um, rinks started opening, gyms started opening, and I got more towards my normal routine. Um, and then leading up to the season now, it's pretty much um, back to normal. We still have COVID restrictions, but Notre Dame has done a great job at making sure that we have the regular opportunities that we had before COVID. And um, we've been doing really well with that. And uh, Spencer, I guess I wanted to add on that kind of going into this season. Um, you know, I've spoken with other prospects in the organization who have talked about their relationship with Nashville and and um, what that communication is like during the season. Um, you know, I guess in normal years, um, you know, folks like Rob Scuderi and, and others on the development staff will be traveling to games a lot and, and seeing you in person. Um, I imagine a lot of that's been virtual this year. So what has that relationship been like and, and how have they been working with you uh, throughout the season um, during COVID? Yeah, in years past, I've had Scuderi come out to games um, and then various other people from the Predators organization, either um, people who are still there, pe- people who um, are now gone. But Scuderi has been um, the largest uh, factor there and keeping in touch with me, whether it be huddle clips, watching my games, giving me feedback, but also just checking in and seeing if I'm all right through all this uncertainty. Um, So that's something that I really appreciate. 
Um, but yeah, everything has been has been virtual this year as it's only pretty much family into our games this year for the Big Ten. But he's been doing a great job and keeping up with me and just making sure that the year's going well and that my development is going at a good pace. Awesome. And I guess speaking of that, uh, you know, development, you've obviously been at Notre Dame for a few years now. Um, you've kind of grown into, I'd say, the team's most reliable blue liner. You've had a lot of other defensemen leave, you know, graduate, join the NHL. Um, I guess over the past few years, what's what have you noticed that you've improved the most in your game uh, that, that is noticeable on the ice each night? I think every year is a unique challenge. Um, I know freshman year I came in and we had Bob Nardella and Andrew Peake. We had some great defensemen, um, which I learned a lot from. Um, and then last year, uh, my role changed again. We had Tori Dello as a senior defenseman um, who was largely a shutdown defenseman. So my role each year, freshman year, was really just getting acquainted with the game. Um, sophomore year, we had some nice shutdown defensemen. So I think my role was a little more um, offensive, just using my skill set to help the team. And then this year, I, I'm with Clerman, and I think we're really the the shutdown, the reliable defensive pairing. So just every year, it's finding ways to use my skill set um, to to bring what the team needs. And more than any anything, I think in the three years I've been here at Notre Dame, it's just increasing my confidence and my comfortability on the ice at the college level. Yeah. Uh, speaking of your time at Notre Dame, obviously you're very involved off the ice too. I know that's something that the Predators put a lot of emphasis on is work in the community, especially in youth hockey leagues. And you've been very involved with the Irish Youth Hockey League. I know as a volunteer coach, um, could you take me through how did you get started doing that? And then what are some rewarding experiences that you've had through that, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, the Notre Dame hockey program is is great with community service. Um, and this is something that the IYHL coaching and volunteer work, that's something that um, I didn't personally set up, but it's just something that all Notre Dame athletes or Notre Dame hockey players partake in. And we haven't been able to do it this year because of COVID, just getting outside the bubble. But in years past, um, the Irish hockey has a youth program. And every week, a couple of us will go out there and coach the young players. Um, it's really just a fun time to be with the youth in the community and um, share some of our knowledge and our skills. And we love being out there and they love having us. But there's also a lot of other volunteer work that the team sets up or individual players set up um, throughout the year that really makes this program special. Yeah, kind of continuing on the off-ice stuff, because I always find that very interesting. Um, just looking around, you you obviously have a little bit of interest in media work, which I think is kind of unique among uh, players and prospects. It's not very typical, but it's a very cool thing to look into. Um, what particularly got you interested in doing work in media? Uh, and what would you like to be doing with your degree after a life in hockey, hopefully after a very lengthy NHL career? Yeah, I think something that is unique amongst Notre Dame and especially different than a lot of other schools is the emphasis we put on school, um, on the academics, and especially getting a degree. Um, <clears throat> and coming to Notre Dame, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Pretty much you come here, you're on the hockey team, you go into the College of Mendoza, um, the business school, because it's just, um, it works with the hockey schedule and it's a great school. Um, but as I was going through the classes, I was I was enjoying them, but it wasn't really my passion. So I was looking elsewhere. Um, I met with the academic advisor here, and 
we just talked through what I'm passionate about, what I like. And growing up, my family has always loved movies. Um, specifically, we love Disney. We love um, Paramount, DreamWorks, and all of that. So it was a route that I looked into. And when I saw that <clears throat> that film was offered as a major, it was something that enticed me. And um, I, I decided to go for a film major along with my finance major, which I ended up going with in the business, um, in the College of Business. So it's just another thing where I have the practicality of finance. Um, and that's something that I can definitely pursue after hockey, but also um, a film degree, which could bring some fun times ahead. Yeah, I guess just switching back to the on ice stuff, um, I wanted to talk about, you know, your recent games here. You guys have got back to back sweeps um, against Michigan State and Penn State. You got the Big Ten tournament coming up here um, with another, uh, I guess, uh, match with Penn State this weekend. Um, you know, you've got a spot at the NCAA, NCAA tournament on the line. Uh, you know, what's the mindset like in the locker room after these two big series? Uh, and you know, how are you using that momentum to prepare? And I guess as a leader, as an older guy in the room, um, how are you kind of helping the younger guys uh, sitting next to you uh, get ready for this Big Ten tournament? I think, yeah, the past two weekends have been big. Going into Michigan State, which it's always a, it was always a hard weekend there, but getting two big wins and especially shutting them out was huge for us. And it was huge for our goalie Saints here going into the playoffs. And then Penn State, um, we've seen teams come back from COVID breaks, they were off for like 30 days. We've seen them come back with fresh legs um, and really take a beating to the teams they're playing. But it was nice that we wore them down and we really um, played well those last two games last weekend. And then just heading into the playoffs, it's just making sure that we all have the right mindset. We're playing good hockey right now, but just staying smart, um, staying reliable, um, and then playing Irish hockey. We've had success in the playoffs here before and during my time, and hopefully we can continue that. And then it's just making sure that um, the freshmen and all the younger players know um, what it really takes to succeed in the playoffs. All right. If you're kind of noticing a theme here, I'll take us back really off the ice. Um, so back in 2019, um, you got the chance to go to the Winter Classic and you carried out the banner for the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, I'm sure that was a really cool experience. Um, walking into Notre Dame Stadium and just having everybody's eyes on you for even a moment, the whole hockey world is watching um, during the Winter Classic. What does that feel like and how does that compare to the feeling of playing in something like Compton where I know the fans are equally rabid, but it's just a totally different world in terms of the number of people watching you? Um, <laughs> yeah. It, that was a very fun experience, and that's something I'll always remember. Um, but, yeah, we actually played Michigan um, in the football stadium the day before, and we lost that game. But even with the limited number of fans there, it was an awesome experience, and it was something if given the opportunity again. Like, I'd love to do that. Um, but, yeah, holding the flag for the Hawks there, and from, from me being from Milwaukee, I was always a, I was a Blackhawks fan growing up. So that was just a special time to hold that flag and walk them out. Um, and it never really hit me how big and how fun it would be until I stepped, I was, I was leading the team with the flag and I walk into the stadium and it's just packed with people and there are just screams everywhere. Um, and it really was a special time just looking around and seeing all the cameras and everything going on. It was just a surreal experience. Um, and yeah, that, Playing in Compton is a lot of fun. College hockey is, is huge, but that just took it to a whole nother level. 
one more thing before we jump back to Eric here. Uh, I always like to ask, who's the best player you've gone up against and who's the best player that you've played with? I always think that's an interesting one. The best player I've, I've played against? I, I'm, I'm probably... Uh, Sveshnikov was always hard to play against as he was a forward. and um, My time at USA and the USHL are internationally. I wasn't a top D pair, so I was never really lined up against him. But when we got mis- mismatched and I was out there, that wasn't fun. But also I recognize like... Um, Freshman year, I was out there with Quinn Hughes sometimes and just chasing him around, trying to get the puck back. That's pretty much impossible. So those two guys definitely stand out. Um, and greatest players I've played with, <clears throat> I think Joel Farabee stands alone for forwards, just his hockey IQ, um, how he plays the game. It's, it's pretty impressive. Um, but back at defense, I think I've been – defensive partners with Keandre for a long time and he's just so versatile so fun to play with but also Andrew Peak at Notre Dame just how stable and shut down he is and how reliable he is as a defenseman is um, something that's very impressive so uh, I, I had a feeling you were going to bring up those two guys uh, my <laughs> question was going to be about Keandre and Joel uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad I was spot on there uh, you know, obviously you got to play with Keandre at the World Juniors, um, which I'm sure was an awesome experience. And, and you've played with Joel as well with the, the national team uh, development program. Uh, you know, in terms of young guys in the NHL, two names that are really, um, you know, taking the spotlight this season. I think Joel's uh, playing at a point per game pace. Uh, Eamon also, Eamon's also a Flyers fan, so he'll correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, and, and Andre, obviously, you know, playing on Broadway, Madison Square Garden, it's, it's a huge spotlight. Uh, I guess, you know, what are, you know, memories of playing with those guys, anything that stands out and, and is it any surprise to you uh, how much success they're having this year? Keandre was going into the, the national program. Keandre and I were both forward switch to defensemen. And that's something that we bonded over. And we were both like what they consider just raw, raw talent, raw defensemen back there. And we both um, had our learning curves and, um, I, Keon, they're both they're both great guys and both great of my f- great friends. Um, with Keandre, I just I loved playing with him then and at the U um, twenty, it was an awesome experience playing with him there too. Um, but with Joel, it's just he's just on a whole another level. I thought even when we were younger, you could just tell the way he approached the game, the way he thought about the game. It's just extremely impressive, and it's something that um, it, hockey IQ is something that I aspired to. Um, really be one of my strengths but that's something that obviously he's taken to a whole nother level and it's something that I I really respect so I'm not surprised that um, they're doing well <laughs> not at all and in fact when um, and like before the draft all the draft interviews a lot of the um, interviewers were ask like if you were in our position like who are a couple forwards a couple of defensemen you would take and the first four, I'd always say was Joel. And the first defenseman, I'd say was Keandre. So um, I think just having known them for so long and played with them, like in practice and games, um, I've recognized that they were special from a young age. And it's nice to see them doing well still. I will never forget, I was jumping up and down when the Flyers took Farabee. So I'm very, I'm very, very pleased with the way that he's panned out, obviously. He's so smart. It's unbelievable. Um, 
I'll, I'll conclude my questions here by just kind of hitting you with a little curveball. Um, I know a lot of players have kind of a routine that they go through before a game. Um, what would be yours if you have one, uh, particularly? Like, do you eat something special or is there like something funky you do with your tape or whatever? I always just think it's interesting because everybody approaches it a little bit a different way. I think being a student athlete, the nice thing is that, um, well, for my schedule on game days, I don't do homework, which is a nice break. Um, but no, I don't think I'm as superstitious as other guys. Um, I'll take a hour and a half nap. I try to do, but um, no, nothing, nothing too specific. Um, it, it's it's pretty standard, but yeah, no homework is is a nice break because at Notre Dame, I'm I'm grinding here a lot of the time, but that just means I have busy Sundays. So pros and cons. Yeah, and, and Spencer, uh, I guess last from from me here. Uh, I I enjoyed that tidbit about at the at your draft, um, asking you know who'd be a forward you take and who'd be a defenseman, and, and saying Keandre and, and Joel. But um, other than that, I don't you know guys often speak to how surreal their draft experience is and just hearing your name called and being with your family. But um, other than those big moments, what's one thing that you really remember from from the NHL draft and, and that experience as a whole? Well, growing up. My family wasn't really a hockey family. Um, I played pretty much every sport growing up, but I never really considered sports as a viable um, career option. Um, so as the draft was approaching, it was a very surreal moment of holy, like this, this could actually happen. Um, but I also recognized um, going into the draft that you never know what can happen. I didn't really want to get my hopes up. So I went down to Dallas because we have some family friends there with my family and having never really watched the draft or knowing anything about it, I um, showed up to the draft with some flip-flops, shorts, and a collared shirt in the first night. And all of like everyone I played with and every prospect was wearing a suit and like looking all great. And I walked in there like, what's going on? So I kind of freaked out the first night. Um, and then, yeah, the second day, just getting drafted was surreal, but I think just just being there um, and actually realizing that all the hard work I've done I've, um, has paid off was was it was a great moment for me and my family. That's fantastic. That's hilarious. I love that. Walking the night one of the NHL draft in a sh- uh, shorts and flip flops. That's uh, one way to make a statement. Um, I think that's it for me. Uh, Amy, do you have anything else? No, I think we're going to conclude the interview here. Uh, Spencer, thank you for coming on. Uh, Obviously expecting big things from you in the future here. So uh, (laughs) as the Big Ten tournament approaches here, uh, be sure to tune in if you're a Predators fan who's interested in the future of the team. Obviously, a lot of people turning to look at that right now. So uh, yeah, thank you again, Spencer. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, No, it was fun. Thanks for having me. Of course, we really appreciate it, Spencer.